Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And this morning, we're tackling the topic of having that odd friend in your child's life. And we're with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Asman. Katiana, let's be honest. You know, not all of our kids' friends are who we'd want our kids to hang out with. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. there's something off about a child that sort of seems to behave or in a certain way or manipulate your child. What are some mm-hmm. simple sort of signs that your child could be amongst sort of a friend that is detrimental to mm-hmm. them? I mean, I think the first thing I tell parents to keep an eye out for is if this particular child is very intrusive with regards to their wants and their opinions, right? So it is absolutely normal, you know, depending on what age your child is, to have your child be with friends who don't like to share and who don't know how to be empathetic. That's normal, of course. Mm -hmm. But if you have a child who is challenging your own child's wants and beliefs or who makes the child feel like they are bad or wrong for not agreeing, making them feel that they have to be compelled to do certain things that they don't want to do. Um, So kind of very much like this manipulative streak that you're saying, right? That's often something to keep an eye out for because remember that kids don't have the ability to anticipate risk the same way adults do. And, you know, wanting to be a part of their peer group is super important to them. So they might not be able to recognize manipulation for what it is they might not be able to recognize that you know this child does have some very um, challenging behaviors they just want to be out of the group right so I would say look out for the child who doesn't just find it very difficult to take the answer no or to kind of have their opinions and views challenged but more so look for the child who insists that your child do everything they want basically right um and and kind of um agree to the things that they agree with also look for the child who doesn't really seem to respect boundaries right so if say um, your child is afraid and doesn't want to do something and um, they kind of like ignore that or at least like make fun of them to make them feel like they have to so they kind of challenge the rights of other people because they don't recognize that other people have um, rights and in the concept of fairness and things like that so I always say look at safety as like the main thing mm-hmm. I've had some parents who come and spoken to me about how their child's broke a limb or did something or got really hurt uh, playing pretty rough in the playground at the sort of like teasing and sort of goading of this other child and so things like that can kind of sometimes get missed right um so yeah to just kind of look out for um, a child who really struggles to to respect those boundaries with your child What's actually happening when our kids aren't able to recognize their friends toxic behavior from either a standpoint of just not understanding it's happening but also from I guess psyche aspect of it one is like you said like not even recognizing it's happening um this is very applicable to younger children and sort of early teens they don't recognize it because you know like we've talked about a lot so just how their brain is developing um that level of empathy is something that isn't fully developed at that age so they probably don't even realize it's taking place um because they might not 
you know, be able to go, well, I wouldn't want to hurt somebody. I wouldn't want to, I want to respect how someone else feels. So they can't appreciate how another child would think differently to them. So the concept of that toxicity doesn't even register for them, right? So they're just being kind by going, oh, my friend wants to do that. I'll go and do that because it makes my friend happy sort of thing. Precisely, right? So it's about wanting to, you know, do something kind or do something that they feel is expected of a friend. They don't recognize that there's potentially an ulterior motive there. Um, But I think also as they get older, and I've had these chats with, you know, teenagers who can recognize toxic behavior, who can recognize problematic behavior, but they are then, uh, that that notion is almost sort of like, you know, challenged by this then other priority that kicks in when they're teens, which is to be accepted, right? So they feel that if they don't give in, if they don't do these things, then, you know, they run the risk of being ostracized. People will talk bad about them. So even though they know it's wrong, they kind of ignore that signal because the consequence, the social consequence is too big a price to pay. So so you kind of have that shift happening. And so that's where I feel that, you know, our role as adults and parents is super important to give them that wider perspective um, and to jump in when, when that help is necessary. Can it be also sort of confusing with a child being sort of excited to sort of go out, play with friends, be with friends, but at the same time, absolutely dread going to be around that person? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, it's it's very it's a very conflicting thing. On the one hand, they're very much driven by this sort of like social need, which is age appropriate, right? Um, but at the same time, there's that innate survival instinct that we all have is telling us that there's something not to write about what's going on, right? Um, but, you know, don't underestimate your kids. There's a lot of kids, I think more often than not, at least with the kids that I work with, the kids are the ones who are coming into mom and dad and saying, I don't want to go, or I don't want to talk or play with this person. And moms and dads are often the ones like, no, go, go, go. You know, so I think we are often the ones who are like, you know, so, you know, I think that kids are very cognizant when things have reached a certain threshold, when they're feeling you know generally unhappy when they feel like something is unfair if they've been hurt a few times they will often tend to raise the red flag or or kind of like notify you that something is wrong Um, I'm not saying that all parents should just jump every time a child doesn't want to do something um, but I would say that there is absolutely a conflict within them because their development dictates that you know, being around other kids, playing with other kids, being liked, being popular, if even is something that is super important. But at the same time, they don't know how to kind of consolidate that with this person who makes them feel really negative. And so I think that it's it's important to kind of help our kids through that process because we don't want them kind of taking away the message that friendships should feel this way. Relationships right. should feel this way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is a sort of bigger consequence we have to be mindful of. It's also very interesting listening to you talk about the fact that actually that sort of hesitancy or that no from the child doesn't have to be a big one. Mm. Um, exactly so I mean like it doesn't have to be a big one right but I think look for patterns right if the child is consistently doing this maybe with this particular group of friends doesn't seem to have a problem playing with his cousins or you know her other classmates Mm -hmm. Um, but with this particular group or in this particular setting you're seeing a lot more hesitation those types of patterns are, are worth you know looking into but if your child is kind of not wanting to because say they're not very good at that sport and they tend to not win all the time and you kind of know that there's a reason then you know of course encouragement is is good in that sense but if you're seeing a consistent 
avoidance of a particular setting, that's something that you have to take note of. So at what point should the concern kick in and what should parents sort of do? I always say safety, right? So if the child in question is putting your child in a situation where they are constantly getting into trouble with school, we're talking about physical safety, we're talking about respect and consent, so we're kind of covering a lot of age groups here. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that that's sort of the point where, you know, we really need, need to intervene if it hasn't skipped your notice up until this point. Reason being is because, um, like I said, you know, our kids are not going to be able to necessarily know how to deal with that because it's someone in their social circle, maybe, or someone they're attached to in some way. So if this other child's behavior is impacting upon your child's safety and your child's rights, I think is the main, the main sort of thing. That is something that you absolutely need to raise a red flag on. Now, I'm not you know, we're not kind of assuming that there is something, you know, deviant or problematic about the other child in question. It could very well be behavioral. It could very well be that this child isn't a big fan of boundaries. You know, so we're not inferring anything very, very malicious about this other mm-hmm. child. But I think that it's it's important that we as adults recognize when these interactions are unhealthy and, and dangerous for our children and the other ch- child as well. Um, and kind of, you know, intervening and and how you do that very much depends on the situation, whether you want to approach the other child's parent, approach teachers, school, law enforcement, whatever you feel is necessary. But I think that it is important that um, a boundary is created once you notice that, you know, your child or another child is at risk. What about a situation where a parent is the one that actually feels secretly uncomfortable around a Mm -hmm. child, but at the moment, everything else seems fine with child. I don't like to ignore that instinct that parents all have, right? Because remember, your brain is calculating risk in a way that your child isn't. So your child might think that this situation is completely fine. But the fact that you feel uncomfortable tells you that there might be something that is worth looking into. Not necessarily that you have to get in the middle and say you can't be friends with this person anymore. You know, this child deserves the benefit of the doubt. So get to kind of understanding why you are uncomfortable. Is it the thing the child says? Is it the things the child does? You know, is it how they dress? Like, what is it that is kind of triggering this alarm in your head? And try to figure out if you can explore that a little bit more on your own without kind of putting any barriers. Because remember, you're teaching your child this as well. So if you have an uncomfortable feeling that's just a, a more gut instinct, but not founded in fact, or not founded in um, in any evidence, you're then teaching your child that that behavior is acceptable, that you're allowed to prejudge a person from how they look or how they talk and things like that. So, you know, monkey see, monkey do, we say with yes. this. So I think that if you have an uncomfortable feeling, look into it, right? Ask questions, speak to people, observe. And then once you're satisfied, make a decision on what you want to do from there. Yeah, I think uh, the lesson is no such thing as having to be nice or play nice when it comes to your kid, right? You can listen to this episode of Growing Pains with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Asman, on The Odd Friend again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. 